instead of warp, morph. <laughs> See, <Jim? laughs> Now that's terrible. <laughs> you see, I'm bad at this shit. Oh, I got you. Wave table. What about now? Mike table. That's a Mave table. Mive table. Uh, Mikey Mesa. Miguelito Mesa. Ah, uh, Mike. Oh, Mikey Mess. Nah, that way you make a mess everywhere you go. <laughs> fuck out of here. I wanna fuck you, you idiot. <laughs> Practice your arrangement is bad. Get out of here. We don't. <laughs> Messy, messy Mike, messed up Mike. Yo, no, we'll get it. I think we'll get it in this one. That's what you have to do when you're thinking of like a name or for, for anything, right? When you want to be creative, just shoot everything out. Messy Mike, messed up Mike. Write it down or just Mikey say Vox. it. Mikey Vought. Oh, vocoded Mike, vocoder. Or well, let's forget well, the Fre- name. Freck's already a DJ name, isn't it? Who? Frex? Instead of Freak, Freck. I think I probably now that he's frequency freck. I think I probably heard it. There's Most definitely a DJ freak freck freck frequency. Audio I don't like that. Freck DJ <laughs> DJ freck sixteen strobe. Yeah, there's a. What about something with like? What about something with sampler sampling? Because you like you want to do that. Sample sampler sampler simpler. Yeah, it can't be just like some mapler. <laughs> Michael. DJ Groove Pool, Groove Pool, DJ Groove Pool. That's not bad, yo. That's terrible. Groove Pool DJ? That's dope. Group pool, that, that, that probably is. I bet you there's already a Groove Pool DJ, though. Nah. No, no group pool? Oh, there is on SoundCloud. <laughs> There's always somebody, bro. That's why. Group pool. It has to be well, whatever, different. I mean, we're not going to bore the audience with the idea. No, yo, we're showing them how to how to ideate. I mean, of course. There's there's too much sauce in this pot, to be honest. Too much. We to, to be go, free? We had to, to get the... We had to kind of hold, hold the sauce. We got to spread it out for a couple bro, of... Bro, there's sauce. There's education. There's comedy. This shit shouldn't be free, man. We got to put this behind a paywall. Yo, Patreon. there's a Patreon, bro. Groove yeah. Pool edition. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Groove Pool. Yo. The, oh, uh, Groove Pool after dark. Obri after dark. <laughs> Obri's Groove Pool after dark. Arpeggiator after dark. Arpeggiator. Arpeggiator. What the fuck is that? The Arpeggiator. Arpeggiator. You were like, yo... Yeah, what is that? that? Like, remember when we had uh, RSRs, our DJ group? Everybody would question it. It's Redskins recordings. And then they'll be like, yo, what's RSR? What's RSR? It's a dinosaur. Sounds like a dinosaur. RSR. Or even when we had that gig uh, at the platform, the guy's like, what is RSR? And then we we try to put the cartel (laughs) movie in the background. He's like, no, I can't put this on. We're like, nah, bro, let that shit rock. (laughs) Bro, it was that there was nothing bad in that either. Like, what was? Bro, but then he had nineteen twenty real films in the background. How boring were those films? With Charlie bro? Chaplin, like going wee. Like I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, no, they had they're terrible in like cre- creatively and like design stage design. Like, how do you put some boring stuff? The cartel shit at least is like, like oh shit, you know, you see a gun here or some crazy shit happening there, Mexico cars, but like. Old, and then he didn't. They deleted our recording, bro. 
Wow. Well, that's why they're nothing today, bro. You see? I mean, well, Karma. one of the founder, you know, not to name names, he didn't get too far, but his attache, the guy who was helping that deleted our recording, he went quite mm-hmm. far because the half hour scene was lacking during the pandemic. And these guys oh, started yeah. their own brand and they started, mm-hmm. they had connections in terms of having a spot to rent. They already had yeah. like a, I want to say it's a DJ following, but they opened a lot of parties that I was at. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously like after hours and you have the location to do it and all the clubs are closed and there's no afties and the afties was necessary. Like that was the necessary the in New yeah. York, you know, was these like random, you know, I've been to parties at a, a mechanic shop. You know what I mean? I've been to parties mm-hmm. in the woods. I've been to parties like at a spa. I've been to parties at 23 Meadow, which at the time it became Brooklyn, Brooklyn Monarch, you know, so. Those guys went on to do things. I think it died down a little bit now, and they just yeah. you know DJ career. Um, but yeah, I mean that's an interesting time as well during the pandemic, how the scene kind of shifted in, in New York, and uh, you know, some people took advantage, you know. But you really, you know, you need to have those. A, you could deal with the with the boys, and once you do, well, the sheriff's department because NYPD just breaks up the party. But if sheriff's department comes in, you're looking at like a fifty, sixty k fine, you know, which is just like. Will ruin you financially for the rest of your life. You could probably what, for throw, for, wait for throwing a party. Yeah, they find the shit out of you. They find for throwing a party during COVID or no, no, illegal. It's because it's not a license or permitted spot. There's no liquor license. Oh, okay, that okay, okay. over the head, and they they, they 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 literally let the party kind of like clear out, and they look for the founder of the party. I think some people got away with it because like. 60 bands yeah. and unreasonable. Like, who has 60 yeah. hanging yeah, around? they can. Like, how do they know? That, that can't, like, really be enforced. Like, you That's never the get your money. For, for if you sell weed uh, without a license in New York now, it's $60. Oh, that's different because that's, like, that's, that's like, regulation, you know? Like, that's, that's, like, probably, like, having, like, a hot dog stand on 42nd Street and you don't have a license for that. Then you're going to get a fine for that. But okay. throwing parties, that's, like, an iffy... Okay, if you're selling if you're selling liquor, you have no liquor license, and it's an illegal party, then yeah, I I can see it because you have to pay for a liquor license. But if you just throw a party, can you get fined for that? Like, there's a gray area, you know. Like, can't find. That was it. a funny time, the pandemic for parties. Like, people were really popping bottles on like that the tree. There were strip clubs yeah. that had the backyard open, and people were like throwing money at strippers outside, thirsty, and popping thirsty. bottles, and like you're really like. That's what like your life is based around is really like the party and you literally have to go out and like show out. Obviously people are getting like a lot of money during that time that they're not used to. People are really showing out during that time. And then people pulling up in like, you know, Stupid. rental, car rent, like, you know, foreign rentals to to, to Rivies or there'll be people pulling up to oh, Rivies. I forgot about Rivies. Wow, Rivies. Yeah, it's still open, bro. It's still it's still, going. It's still open? Yeah. That's crazy. I thought that's been done. You, I don't know if you heard, but speaking of strip clubs, um, there's a place called Wonderland, right, in New York. Mm-hmm. And now they're, like, throwing afties there. DJs are having, like, parties there at the strip club. I never understood that. Shit. House music? Yeah. So they would have a DJ spin. Like, I've been to a strip club before with a DJ. I went yeah. to... Yeah. I should DJ them. No, but, no, of course there's a DJ there. I'm saying a house music DJ. Like, oh, house music? Yes. 
So like house, oh, no. house, they're they're spinning at the strip club. They used don't tell me they're starting that now. No, so now Jonathan Peters is throwing his birthday at Wanderlust, and I've been there before just to meet a friend. Oh, and that place is so tiny and so trash. Like, what is he gonna do? Where the strippers like stripping? He's gonna be DJing? Like, I I don't understand how that's gonna work. What's it? What is it? Sixtieth birthday? Uh, I don't know if he's 60 yet. No, he's younger than Danny T. Danny T's like 60, 2011 when he turned 50. That one says birthday. Oh, so he's 52. Uh, 52, so he's, yeah. He's 62. 62. Three, Danny T's 62, right? No, uh, 11. This year he will turn 63. Yeah. Uh, in, Mar- in March, end of March. Or, yeah, that's his birthday. End no, he turned 62, right? Well, 2011, 2011, 2011 he turned 50. 50, so... 2021, 51, 2020. Oh, 2023, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I keep up in the years too. But so JP, I mean, he was like a young buck, and Danny T was already a older cat, like in the 90s, early 2000s, right? He was in his 40s and 2000s. JP was kind of in his late 20s, 30s. So I figure he's like in his 50s now. Oh, 50s. Yeah, that makes and sense. It's crazy because that guy's charging $50 a, a, a DJ set with visuals. And he has some legends that do the visuals. I forgot this guy's name. Okay, no problem. I mean, who really? Nobody's paying fifty dollars for visuals, really, unless it's like art. What is it? Tale of Us. Right? Oh yeah, hey, but Tulu. they got that down packed, you know. For that yeah, and everything that shit is like sick. I'll have to say, I don't. Yeah, like yeah. But they do but nobody no. is paying fifty bucks for Jonathan Peters for lighting a light show. No matter who's doing a light show, unless he's doing some shit like Tale of Us. Well, it's like an eight-hour recording of him DJing, and then there's a subscription-based model where you can sign up like ten dollars a month or even yeah. fifty bucks for one set. That's crazy, bro. I don't know. All, all, the only people going to pay is diehards. They're 47, 50, 47, 50 years old, and they're in the house. They're like, "Yeah, I'm going to support JP, and we're going to rock out in the house." Like that's how know? it is, though. That's his audience. I know. That's what yeah, they- I, yeah, but like they still have to be like the diehards. Like if it was twenty. Then I would say, all right, maybe more. Maybe he have a lot of people like supporting, but fifty dollars. That's crazy. I don't think bro. you understand how hard his fan base goes. These guys, like, bro, I, I know, like, no, he really does have a have like a, a what's it called, an audience or a market like there because like these guys really go hard. They still live over that sound factory time, like oh, the SF, must, the SF must, flag. It must have really been that fucking amazing, yo. It was. It was. Like, I was there at the tail end, but boy, when I was there, when I say tail end, I mean the tail tail end, like probably like the last two years. It was something, man. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like you go, you can go to Sound Factory at one a.m., twelve a.m., right, and you'd be there, whatever. But you were going like, I would even say four a.m. was early. You had to go like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Like, those were the real, real fucking fans, right? But, bro, the line, I did it like once or twice with Jerry. The line was down the block around the corner. You know what the Intrepid was? Down the block around the corner at 10 a.m., bro. That's crazy. That's insane. You People walking by, you know, girls in halter tops and short skirts in the summertime. And, and you know, tourists just walking up and down, going to the traffic, and they're looking at, at us like, like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Right? And you hear boom, 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 boom. Remember, like, that was the that there's no other club that 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 has this. I mean, 
it's not like I mean I don't know what it is, but I guess it's the feeling. There's no other there, there's no other feeling that replicates walking down Forty Sixth Street, and then you you know you you're at yawn tenth, and you you hear like doom doom, and as you walk closer, doom doom, and then when you're like right in front, boom boom boom. And remember, you walk up the stairs and you pay, and then you get to the mezzanine and you look down, and then you walk down the stairs, and then you feel the boom, boom, boom. Yeah, no, that's... nothing, nothing replicates that, bro. Like that whole feeling from outside the entire block to you get downstairs, right? Like, there's nothing that replicates that feeling. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I never went to Sound Factory. I'm, I'm younger. Well, Pasha, Pasha is the no, same. I'm saying, yeah. So for Pasha, my Pasha days, which were long. Long as a motherfucker, like those days were were crazy. Like I even remember yeah. leaving like after when I was younger, like 18, 19, 20, You could only go there at four a.m. It's so smart what they do. I know, yeah, yeah. I'll go there at four a.m. until I got a fake ID when I was like nineteen, twenty, and then you know I got in whenever I wanted. But that was South Factory. I could only go when I was at after four a.m. because it was under you know it was eighteen. At 4 a.m. Yeah, and no, and no, you, there's no, the liquor license is closed. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't fucking serve drinks. That's why. But they, the liquor license, the liquor opened up again. Was it like 8 or 9 a.m.? So it was kind of like, it was a loophole. And then, you know, they were serving drinks to everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, sometimes not even afties are mad stupid, which I don't really go to anymore, but they literally come with like stupid rules like oh we can't have drinks but if you know the owner you can have drinks like i never not had drinks there but like uh, some people really would take that rule into regard and say oh no i'm not having a drink but going back to the posture topic i remember even leaving like 9 a.m 10 a.m like for danny t's vinyl when his retirement party it was vinyl reunion mm-hmm. his birthday yeah i left there like i don't know 11 30 12 and just walking down to 60, like, I mean, 46, that nobody was like, you know, I guess at the time didn't drive. So we oh, were just yeah. walking to the train, freezing cold. And oh, cold yeah. by, And just like looking at you, like, you look pale as shit. You, yeah. You know, you've been inside, you're all fucked up. I know. Like, walking down the street. And oh, then, I hate that. Because the intrepid's right there's mad tears and shit. And they're just walking yeah. with children. And you're just like, like this. Freeze then you rush to the subway and the closest <laughs> one is the E train and the E train's nowhere close to your That's car. like going to Times Square. You got to hit then you go to Times Square and you look around. Even when you're driving through and you're like, you're going <laughs> after, you're looking uh-huh. around, you're like, bro, I am not human. What am I doing? Like, no, no. I think the energy is different because when, when you leave the club in New York, you're kind of like, oh, God, bro. Like, you got to look at that, like, grime and grit. And it always was oh. cloudy whenever you left. Like, Oh, you know, I really didn't go in the summertime. The worse. Uh, I'd go here and there, but the winter, I went there a lot in my college days. So. Yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. And like honestly, not for nothing, that really was one of the most legendary clubs in New York, if you really think about it. Hell if yeah, if not bro. the most legendary. Like, the sound wasn't perfect, but it legit did the job. There's so many I memorable moments. Joseph Capriati, back-to-back, uh, Danny Tanaglia, Adam Bayer there. There was... Um, so even Boris nights or, or even Boris nights, yeah, Saturdays parties by Victor Calderon, those mm-hmm. were one of the best parties I've been to. Like yeah. the evolved sound by Victor Calderon, that is what you want to look for as a producer and a DJ. That unique fucking sound, and if you create it and you get a bigger a big enough rapport, people start replicating that sound, and you are mm-hmm. the DJ and they follow it. Same with Marco, the Marco sound, right? Now yeah. they start doing just the Capriati sound. 
Jamie Joe sound, Tales of Us sound, all of that, right? But mm-hmm. people it's- and yo, it's not even you know what's crazy. It's not even their sound. It's just other producers sending them. Exactly. And they it. it's not like, you know, I go up and look up Marco and play Party People or Bloody Cash, which Bloody Cash is a fucking very yeah. track time. Yeah. But that's Marco's sound. That that's the sound, you know, that minimal sound. But mm-hmm. now it's kinda like he plays that sound. So they're gonna create the music for that sound. So it's kinda like Yeah. It's it's crazy how how like Yeah that sound alone will kind of like drive you. But, you know, then Victor went on to techno and he only really plays that. So New Year's parties are only involved. But mm-hmm. those parties kind of entail uh, just an audience that I'm not really into. Or Yeah. As you get older, I feel, you know, you become more picky and choosy. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be like, I've got to the point in my life where you consume so much shit every day in terms of information and like, you know, just, Let's just say you're watching TV, you're working, you're watching content, listening to podcasts, you're constantly retaining. But humans are really are created to create. And mm-hmm. that's where you get the biggest satisfaction. And yeah, yeah. I think really, you know, I'm going to become more and more picky and choosy to what I want to go to and what I want to spend my time in because I'd rather create and eventually just be the creator at the party, like a.k.a. DJ on a further scale. Or really a producer have my music played at these parties. You know what I'm saying? Just because I don't want to, like, you can't just keep going to consuming. Also, the party life just catches up. To you. Like, you consume, consume, and like, obviously, I'm a better, better in the game. Yeah. I've seen every single DJ all around the world. You know, so uh, it's interesting. You know, it's kind of where I'm at now. Kind of just on the topic. I still, I still like going out, but yeah. Well, of course, I'm, I'm super, super, duper picky. You know, no, uh, for sure. I mean, I understand. I mean, yo, if I was single, living in New York again, I would be out a lot more. You know, because there's nothing to do. You're single. You, that's what you do. You go out. You know. But no, of course. Now I'm super picky because of you know where I'm at in life. But also, you know, I don't, I don't, I never understood Jerry because Jerry's always like, I'm not going to, cl- uh, I'm not going to clubbing in the winter. I don't want to be inside a dark club. And then I'm like, why, bro? It's just like, and we're the same age. He's a year older. I'm like, why? I still want to go out. But I remember the last time I went to, it was the last two times that I went to uh, Output. It was still Output and Joseph Capriati was there. And the crowd was super, super young. And you know, these young people, they don't know, for some reason, they don't know how to walk, bro. Like they bump into you, they elbow you. Like I was young once and I was never like that. I was always cognizant, and this, everybody around me was cognizant of the same, unless you had some idiots, right? But I feel like every every young person now is just like an idiot and just like, oh, and bumping into you and elbowing you. And that shit was so annoying. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. And then I went with you guys, and it was decent, you know, because it was older. It was um the Martinez Brothers Night with, uh, yeah, yeah, the, older, yeah. with the other cat, right? And that was fine because it's an older crowd, but – for some reason, I was just like, damn, I'm not, I don't know if it was the night, but, or it was like being, it was dark there. I, I'm not sure. But I was like, I kind of like daytime parties more nowadays, you know, like, it's just the vibe is better during the day. It's like sunny, it's warm, it's cool. And like what we were saying before about coming out, you know, leaving a club in the wintertime, in the morning daytime in New York city whether it's brooklyn especially brooklyn because you're in like the fucking you know the slum of bushwick area 
and you see all this like disgustingness, like you come out from this high, you're hyped up, and then you come out, and you're like, oh, this is ugly and it's cold. It's terrible. No, but I, if, if you do that on vacation, you come out when it's sunny, you're still happy. You know, it's sunny, it's nice, people are happy. But coming out during the daytime in Brooklyn, New York City, is the worst thing of partying in New York. I mean, since I was 15 years old to today, bro, it's the worst thing to do. Like, your high and energy of being excited just comes straight down, flatline. So just, true. Unless you're you like, you just want to get in the dark again. You like put me in a room that's dark. I don't want to see this. I mean, yeah, honestly, what trumps in terms of like being the worst experience in terms of leaving a spot of Pasha is Brooklyn Navy Yard. That is the fucking oh. worst. That is the worst because you got to walk through like military fucking complex that you need to go through to get to that warehouse, and then the parking fucking sucks. Or you got to fight for an Uber. Even Brooklyn Mirage in the summer when you leave and it's a fucking shit show. You're in the halal. Fucking, there's millions of people fighting. Oh, I hate that. that. Gonna figure that out. You're eating food. There's an after hours guy wearing the sign harassing you, like, go to Afties, go to Afties. I'm like, no, bro, I ain't going to fucking Afties. That sound of just like everybody trying to get halal because, like, the music is not on anymore or it's on, but it's slow. And just the sound of like people stomping their feet walking around and the sound of people like, uh, uh. Oh my god, I, I hate that. I hate that. Uh, yeah, and I think that kind of why <laughs> Miami is really considered the best club. Oh. Like, there's so much investment. Like, Insomniac bought half of uh, Link Miami Rebels, which owns that shit. Mm-hmm. So, a they got that that super like powerhouse punch, so they really won't get eliminated yeah. because they're being gentrified like crazy mm-hmm. uh, around that area. Like, I remember when yeah. I used to go ten years ago to. To Miami, it was a ghost town, it and it would be it would be the scary. You think it's bad leaving Pasha or Brooklyn Navy Yard, leaving Space <laughs> Miami, the old yeah. one before Link Miami Rebels bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit was fucking scary. Crackheads all cracked no. out, harassing you. Like my, my tires got popped there before. Like just there was being, nothing around there. There was nothing around. There. It was yeah. space, and that's it. And across the street, the other club. But you know, I would say this. Right, the Space Miami model works, and you could really like if I ever had millions of dollars, I would definitely like, recreate some of like a, a amnesia in New York, somewhere yeah, in Inwood, yeah. and well, you have that doors, and you go that after hours model. But the only reason I think it works in Miami is a people love the after party there, right? That's just obviously yeah. speaking, right? There's so many afties there. There's booby trap. There's strip club. There's elevens. There's twenty four hour clubs. It's a party there, right? town, bro. It's a party no, town. No, it's a it's a party town, but. <laughs> You see, the funny thing is, is that, like, let's just say you're into the day party, right? And you want to mm-hmm. go to space. And you know it's a marathon set that day. Mm-hmm. Do you party all night and then you go? <clears throat> or you make the conscious effort to go to sleep? And really imagine waking up and then making <laughs> a decision to say, I want to go to space to see the Martinez brothers. And being in the shits yeah. there. Because, like, being at space on the surface or seeing a video, you're like, wow, that's so sick. But when you're in the yeah. shits and you're in the yeah. space and you look around and everyone's all cracked out like everyone is cracked out in there it's weird right <laughs> around and you're just like yo what the fuck did i get myself yeah. to? you have to get drunk you have to get drunk bro you have to get drunk for us yeah. so once you make that conscious effort maybe you hit brunch and then you go that's yeah in miami yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. we doing space boom you go to space yeah. and then they have a sunday party too now so they have three days a week that you could go and party there. No, definitely you definitely got to eat bro that i think that's the mistake that like that's definitely the mistake we did we got up and we were tired already because we woke up 
because we were partying hard the last day. So then we woke up early, right, like at six, and then we were like just slamming beers down to get like a little nice. And we weren't drunk yet, so we got there and we like were fully aware of seeing all these like crackheads, and we're like, "This is crazy!" Wow, that shit had me like looking around. I was like, "Bro, this, I've been to the space marathon, thousands of them. I had table service, and I've been in the shits in the ground." Yeah, in the in the in the GA section, and I gotta say, like, if you think the GA's cracked out, the VIP hitting by those hitting behind those beads, like those uh, string beads that are there that you move over, that shit is cracked out. Like people are fucking really pushing the envelope like crazy there. Yeah. So I mean, it's tough because you say, "Oh, I want the day party, right?" And you kind of maybe the three PM joint you want to go to on a Sunday, but then mm-hmm. again, you really gotta say like damn, I really got to go there right now. Like, that shit is like, yeah. either it's going to be all the fucking creatures left over from the night before, <laughs> or it's going to be kind of people like me. But I think the percentage of the people yeah. like me is like, you know, 10% versus 90 of all looking wonky. Yeah. Up, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think it would be better if it also, it would have been better too if it was more packed. But we, you know, it was, it was like week two of the new year. It was kind of empty that night. You know, it wasn't fully packed. But if there, if it was packed, jam packed, then it wouldn't have been that much a problem because we would have just been like, you know, when there's so many people, you're just like, oh shit. But it was kind of like, you know, there were pockets of people, so you can like see everybody. And yeah, I was and that's like, the problem, yo. It's I like know. it is comfy because you don't gotta worry about you know bumping yeah. motherfuckers everywhere or going to the bar. And then you don't yeah. like, I don't need VIP for this. There's not that many people. Yeah. There's Marco and there's those creatures there. And then you're sober and you're like, yeah. ah, damn. And I remember we were leaving. I kept forcing down shots. I'm like, I can't even do this right now. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I'm ruined, bro. I'm ruined. I, why, why am I doing I this? I came down here just for this party. And, like, I'm not ready to do that at all. But, yeah, yeah well, we, we, we fucked up the, the night before. We, we we got too fucked up the night before, man. Yeah, we went, to, well, we went to South Troxa, didn't we? Yeah, well, we went to one eight hundred Lucky, but it's not not just one eight hundred Lucky. Like I don't, I think you too. But I was drinking since I got since I got to the fucking um the lounge, and I think oh, at seven a.m. Bro, like so I was drinking champagne. I was drinking more champagne and wine on the plane, and then we had a beer together, and then we had another beer at the hotel, more beers, and then we went to go meet Ed. To, for for some lunch and we oh. were drinking there and then we were drinking at another bar and drinking at Ed's yeah. and drinking at One Eight Hundred Lucky and then we went to space so we were drinking for about at least twenty four hours straight yeah no once so, I saw you break dancing then I knew that the night's gonna be crazy wait where did I break that One Eight Hundred Lucky oh yeah you know if that happens no nah, I was like damn it's about to go down One Eight Hundred Lucky home spots are going pregame yeah like, yeah. But like during during the day, when I hundred lucky, there's like a restaurant. It has like a, yeah, like a food court, you know. And there's mad different little things. Like whenever I go to Miami, I'm in between a flight, I always go to there to chill on my laptop and like eat some grub outside. It's mad, mad cool. But it, that's a dope spot to go on Sunday during the day. A little vibe, you know. Have a drink, maybe brunch. You with a DJ there, and then you go to space. Yeah. The marathons don't happen every week, right? Usually ends, or there's usually a local or local DJs going back to back closing it out. But I don't know, like you know, the whole argument here is that like you got to make that conscious effort to go to those spots, you know. Like in New York, I can't lie, the daytime Brooklyn Mirage parties are fucking dope. Like uh, the Paper Box, one of my favorite venues for outdoor shit. 
or output roof was always legendary oh, a happy hour on a friday that was you go dope. have a few drinks and then you chill like a little happy and then some sundays or it's a sunday and it'll be always something dope martinez brothers richie hart and choosing ceballos you know something yeah. really dope to see now yeah. i mean i won't lie the recreation superior ingredients ain't that bad it's cool but it's not the same right it ain't the sounds pretty good but but what is it that makes it not the same I mean, it had a function one there, just a bar. No, but not regardless of the sound. Like, what, like, I mean, I, 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 I went once, I think, you know, with you guys. I don't know if I went another time, just once. But, I mean, just from the videos, like, I know they got the new glass roof, and now it's bigger on the rooftop. But I think the dope shit about the roof was that you had the bar on one side where you could chill on the steps, and then the other side was that, that long corridor. I think that was what it was cool, not just making it like a, a long everyone dancing and just looking at the DJ now. Right? Yeah, like, which, you know, the next pod topic <laughs> will be the positioning of a DJ and how a club should be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should, like, when we do our next party, we should, like, put that into our, like, design of, if we get like a, a venue that we can do or like that doesn't have a booth that we bring our own booth in sound, we should take that into consideration and do something like that. You know, like, just try. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I made a DJ, you know, and kind of taking them back to old school. The yeah. last club that I've been to that did that was D36. Oh, yeah. District 36, man. Yeah. That, it was uh, that was a dope ass club because that Gary Studio, uh, Stuart, uh, Gary Stewart Audio, which mm -hmm. is the last one before he died, he made there, I think. And Danny T bought that. But then wow. they had the DJ booth like up and it had like a little slit for a window. Or no, actually it wasn't up. It was actually like a deck. Mm -hmm. And then you could see down on the crowd, but there's nobody like looking at like, you know, the DJ. Yeah. Oh, there's people so, just dancing, having a good time. And like, you know how clubs, you know, you know to have a red hue in it, like the lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue there. Yes. So it would be blue in there and people would just be dancing. Like people used to get so crazy in there that I saw a guy in a wheelchair being lifted by the crowd and going up and mm -hmm. down in the wheelchair. Yeah, I've seen that before. So I mean, you know, you know what other spot is like that? That and we we still have to we haven't done it together. We have to do it together. Hopefully, there's a good DJ this summer because it's better to go when it's warm. And I have been there when it's warm. Uh, Stereo Montreal. The oh, booth. I mean yeah. that place is. It's like it's like what Sound Factory was, right? Like it, it's a different room, but it's the same type of like the dance floors in the middle. And then in front of the dance floor, it's like a big wall. And then the wall stops and it's open. And that's where the booth is, right? But then, the, the you know, this is the booth, right? Then the dance floor. And then behind the dance floor is steps. And there's like these grand steps that go all the way up. And it's a bar area. And also a chilling area. You can sit there and hang out. And then the bathroom behind there. It's insane, that room. Then they have, like, stereo bar downstairs that opens up before, and you can go down there, have a drink. They usually have dope DJs. You can chill. That's, like, the party to 4 a.m. And it's, like, a little loungy-type part of a little uh, dance floor. I love it. popping. But then the club opens at 4 a.m. And just everything, bro. The vibe in Montreal is fire because it's, like, it's, like, European because, you know, they're, like, French. So everything is dope there. You know, it gets a little... A little different, you know, like yeah, yeah, nine know. in the morning, but it depends what DJ is there, you know. But yeah, that room is dope. But you want to go like the times that I went, it wasn't even DJs that we were looking for. We just like we went when when I went with Jerry the first time. It was a uh, 
We went two nights. I don't know. I forgot who was playing the first night. Second night was Roman Flugel. And blew my mind away, bro. Blew my DJ, fucking mind. Yeah. And then the other time. No, man. He really plays like a lot of different <laughs> ways. You know, he's very yeah, yeah, yeah. like his sound. He's really different. But, then the other yeah. time we went was, oh, no, no, no. Actually, with Jerry was Flugel and DJ Tennis. And DJ Tennis ripped. Like he ripped that night. Yeah, for a black market. Oh, my God. Because everyone's like, oh, he's sleepy. He's sleepy. The videos are like, he's sleepy. But, bro, he plays after hours. Rip City, man. I'd go for Danny T. I have to go and experience that. Like I know I'm a stand for Danny T, but that's that. an experience, you know. But yeah, but quick question about Stereo yeah. Montreal. There is no like eventually after eight AM like New York, there's no drinks there at all. You can't have like a drink, alcoholic beverage. Because I know it's like a dry part. Oh no, four AM, no. I'm, does it open after? I'm not sure if it opens after me. So yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, if it yeah. was after because it wasn't even a thought. Um, but yeah, there's no no drinking. Like it opens at four. There's no liquor. Oh, interesting. I mean, so yeah. you, you drink before. You drink before. I mean, Canadians, mad rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So I don't know if it opens again later. I don't remember because I was already you know too drunk by then. But uh, good question. Good question. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to. I go for Danny T. That he always says you gotta come. You gotta come see it. Like. There's a story about that, you know. But you know his party is. Uh, yeah, we know we know entails. But what I was gonna say was when I was younger and I didn't have that much money, you know, I was still kind of in college. They organized like a bus, like a trip, <laughs> like like a mutual trip for a whole bunch of Danny T fans to go. And Danny T was supposed to be on the bus with you. And it was oh, like a yeah. thing organized by him. Like he's like, come on this bus. I want New Yorkers to come see Stereo, the magic of Stereo. Yeah. Like vinyl and the Sound Factory had a baby. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Exactly. It. So he's like, you gotta come. You know, to all these people. So then I joined the group, like the DT bus uh, trip or tour, or whatever, <laughs> the Detour yeah. Montreal bus or whatever. And I was like, this close to go. And I was like, I'm coming. I'm coming. They're like, all right, I'll go up 580 plus like uh, other shit. It's gonna cost like uh 800 bucks. And I was like. Hell no, I'll catch you <laughs> there when I'm making bread, bro. I'm not gonna fucking pay mad money. Then you saw the crowd of a bunch of older people, so I was like, nah, I can't. Obviously, they have like uh, they have the money at the time. Like I was mad young, and I was a huge. To this day, I'm still a huge Danny T fan. He's the only one that really makes me lose. Like, it just surprises me endlessly. But that's except for the music on festival set, that one didn't surprise you, huh? I mean, you know, I, I understand his music, and I understand where he was going with it. I don't think Europe understands that sound, or they I don't do. Think that, that stage was for that music. I was I was actually surprised that he did that because it was it was like he it was like he didn't prepare. It was like totally left field. Well, you got to put it this way: it's a festival, so each DJ will come with their sound. Like Kappa Futur, you you know, yeah. you have Chris Liebing spin, and then after that's, you have like Masioplex or something, you know. But so that's Chris Liebing and Masioplex. They're always in Europe, so. The, you know the fans expect that, but yeah, I guess so. Danny T, they don't really know, but Danny T, you know, he's done world tours. He's done, you know, uh, Asia, Europe. Like he's oh, I know, shit ton in Europe, you know. So, but I he think, doesn't have a big fan base. Like, I mean, you saw the video; there wasn't it, it was empty. I mean, yeah, during that time, it was also a thing. Jamie Jones and shit. You know what I mean? So they obviously the majority of the crowd is gonna go there. Plus, you know. The following and the sound that matched up that had the the crowd packed was WAP, Rishi Ahmed, and all those kind of similar cats. You know, yeah. 
I learned about those DJs through Margo Corolla playing them and also just being into the music over, over time, you know? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yo, this was a good episode because there's a lot, there's still a lot of shit more we can talk about. I want to save it for the next one, like you said, for the next one. So, yeah, for uh, sure. This was, a, this was a good comeback for the pod. Oh, yeah. Nice, uh, come back. nice hour and five minutes for the fans. So we'll end it right here. And uh, yeah, so we just want to let you guys know we're going to end it with the sponsor of the podcast again, which is. Coco Tasso, Instagram.com forward slash Coco Tasso with two C's in the beginning. Check them out. Hottest label in the game or will be soon. But yeah. And then I promise Mike will have a uh, a DJ name for the next episode or next two episodes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, also make sure to follow Obri, OFC, O-B-R-I, OFC on Instagram. Yep. I'll be posting yep. much more about the journey we spoke of today. The content is yeah. obviously changing, but uh, we don't want to be one of those gatekeepers. We want to share everything that we learn, and you know, we, we will become more and more structured, and perhaps have themes or topics um, for some of our pods. Kind of, for example, record labels, production, progress in production, mm-hmm. uh, our experience in submitting music to labels, and things of that nature. So, uh, make sure you follow our Obri page. The mantra still stands. The ideology still stands, um, and also don't forget follow. Danny Vell's dot music. Danny right? Vell, Danny Vell's music. Music. Instagram. Yeah. No Danny Vell's music. Danny Vell's music. And then, you yeah. know, don't follow me on my personal page. I'll have my DJ <laughs> page out there very, very soon. Yeah. And we're, we're going to, we're working on a party. So stay, uh, I don't want to say stay tuned like you motherfuckers care. But keep your ears yeah. open. Keep, keep your ears open. open. We're, gonna, we're working on a party. All right. Peace out. Peace. Nice.